I got to live life, man, because I'm getting up there. So I'm going to marry my 30-year-old girlfriend. How do you sleep with your leg hanging off the bed? I, the monster is going to grab your ankle. Welcome to Movie Mugging, the father and son podcast that wants you to know that if you're bending over in your yard when we drive by, we're going to make fart noises. <laughs> as long as I can remember. Every time. There's usually just one noise that gets done the most. Is it the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every once in a while, you'll do like the your tongue out. You do it better than me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't do that one very good. <laughs> That's surprising. Uh, yeah, I can't do that one like that. Usually guys can make all the noises. So. I can't do that one. Huh. How do, how do you do it? I mean, you either got it or do you don't. No. no I can't do it. How about the... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you never do that one. I doubt I can do that. I'm I, just showing I'm off I'm better now. at the... <laughs> yeah, but... That's usually the one you get. So if you're doing a little weeding in your yard or just picking up some dog crap or something and your butt's facing us and you're bending over, that's what we're doing. Yep. All right. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies then having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is episode number 166. Dang. We are back. Did you miss us? Did you enjoy Lobby Time X? That's the real question. Probably. I hope so. We definitely enjoy Lobby Tom X's. And sometimes it's just what the doctor ordered for you and for us. Mm -hmm. You know what else the doctor ordered? What? A little bit of Lobby Time. You know why? Because it's Lobby Time with Vince and Jack. Alright everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. It's time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. Alright Jack, so last night I was on my computer doing some uh, computer type things, and I always like to turn on something and just, you know, just have something on in the background, uh, some on kind of TV. movie. Yeah, so I was flipping around and there was a movie that was just starting, it's called Last Vegas. Okay. And it stars... Sounds corny. Well, it is. But it stars uh, Robert De Niro, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Klein, and uh, Michael Douglas. And I know you don't know who... Kevin Mike... Klein or Michael well, Douglas. Kevin Klein, he is the commissioner in um, The Pink Panther. So I don't know if you remember that or not. No. He, he's, a, he's a really good actor. I really, really like him. Uh, Michael Douglas, I know you don't know him either, uh, but he's a, he's a big-time movie star. Um, he looked really, really bad in this movie. Mm. So the premise of this is these guys were all childhood best friends, and now they're all old. De Niro's wife had just died, so he's just this lonely guy, kind of a shut-in. Morgan Freeman, uh, he'd had a mini-stroke, and so his son is real protective of him. And Kevin Klein, he's just the married guy with, with grandchildren. One of Michael Douglas's friends had just died, and so he's like, i got to live life, man because I'm getting up there. So I'm going to marry my 30-year-old girlfriend. And so he invites all of his old buddies to Vegas to have a bachelor party. Okay. And it's the cheese that you know it's going to be. You know, they poke fun of how old they are and then them just trying to navigate their way around Vegas, which they end up doing really, really well. And they end up getting like a 50 cents suite uh, up in some really nice hotel. Fuck. Yeah. Um, and, and things just go their way. It was, a, it was not a good movie, but I found myself 
kind of identifying with them in a way. Well, just what? I know, but just because I'm because I'm getting older and you get to a certain age and, and you start thinking about your mortality a little well, bit. Yeah. You know, I'm way past the halfway point of my death. Yeah, unless you live way too long. So I end up just closing my computer and just watching this movie and just kind of enjoying it and not living vicariously through them, but but I kind of I kind of identified with them a little bit and I ended up watching a movie that wasn't very good and you knew exactly what was going to happen, but I don't know it was a weird moment for me. That's <laughs> it's funny that it was Las Vegas too because right now my friends four of them are in Las Vegas and I've been getting videos and pictures. And there was these girls who they were like walking on the street and they had thongs on, like platform high heel things, and they just had like stars on their nipples. Like they were basically naked. And he's posing with both of them and like they both like put a leg up and he's holding them. And then wow. there's one where they're probably trying to drum up some business. He got, yeah, he got like down on his knee and that's what they're supposed to do. They both put, so their asses were facing the same way his face was, and they were, like, squishing his head between, like, the sides of their legs. So it's his face and two asses, and they're just, he's smiling real big. They're pushing against him. You're going to have to show me those pictures. Uh, I don't know if they got saved. I'm now, sure they did. aren't but... you sad that you didn't go? No. No? Okay. No, I would not like to be in Vegas right now. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't want to get your picture made like that? Probably not. No. Okay. All right, moving on. Jack, did you know that they are making a Barbie movie? Yes. <laughs> did you see who is in it? Uh, one person, Ryan Gosling is uh -huh. in. Good job. I'll give him that. Um, who is Barbie? Margot Robbie is Barbie. Okay, I mean that's <laughs> I mean who would have not guessed Margot Robbie first, but I don't know. And I I don't I don't know. What who's this movie for? I don't know. Cuz kids play with Barbies. Adults had Barbies, but do they really want to watch a movie about it? I mean, it's just, it, what is it going to be about? I, what I is don't the, know. What I, is the story going to be? And that's what matters. I've, I've looked it's, for the plot. It, it seems interesting. Well, because Margot Robbie and uh, Gosling are in. I mean, yeah, but still, like, something makes me think it could be, like, really stylistic and just good to watch. But how cool would it be to have like kind of like a darker Barbie movie? Oh, that's great. Because Barbie is so spotless and perfect, and mm -hmm. so is Ken. But you see them like smiling and, I love you so much, honey. And they're throwing body parts in the ocean off their Barbie cruise ship. Only you their would Barbie turn. Barbie cruise ship was awesome, though. My sister had one. Only you would turn the Barbie movie into a serial killer. Not only me. All right, nobody's surprised. It's it's yeah, well yeah. It's easy to do on a movie like that because the reputation, it's so spotless the irony and how much of opposites the Barbie real world is versus what a dark Barbie movie could be. My sister played with Barbies and I used to hang them on her ceiling fan um string. Because mm -hmm. and it would go around and around and around, and she would uh, come home and see her Barbies hung, and that really bothered her. And your sister had member soccer Barbie that she had, yeah, and one of her legs broke off. So I was like, "Well, give it to me, I can fix it." <laughs> and I just broke her other leg off and <laughs> yeah. just put shoes on her knees. <laughs> she was pretty horrified about that. I mean, yeah, there was one where I think I ripped the leg off of it. Why? I don't know. I was just being a piece of shit. And I remember You're she good got at mad that. at me. Yeah. 
but I mean, I, I had to play by all her rules. Mm-hmm. We played stuffed animals and Barbie, and she had brats, and the brats had teen pregnancies and stuff. And Gosh. and I'm like six or seven years old, and <laughs> she's ten. Like, how is a ten year old coming up with? Uh, and like when y'all made her get rid of her stuffed animals, y'all had no idea that they had lives and families and that right. literally everyone was connected. So that was me being an asshole. She had way too many stuffed animals yeah. just on her bed, on her floor, in a toy box. And I read something somewhere that they just collect dust and dust mites get in there. So I was like, all right, no more. If you get another one, one's got to go. And look, that was a dick moment. Yeah. But little did I know that when she would get rid of one, she would have to tell all the other stuffed animals that uh, Rufus got sent off to Iraq. Yeah, and is never that, coming home. So one of hers was got Still sent horrible. off to Iraq or Afghanistan. There was another one that went to jail for a really, really long time. They didn't know if he was coming back. Like and like those like stuffed animals were like mothers and fathers. And, I know. And I, I um even my stuffed animals like got introduced into it. And so she had this, like, white, one of those really, like, fluffy white cats, like Dr. Evil's, I think. Mm-hmm. Or no, is Dr. Evil's bald? No, that was hairless. Okay, it was the opposite of a hairless cat that could also be, like, a, an a, a evil villain cat. She was married. I had Sully from Monsters, Inc. She was married to Sully. They were all very intricate stories. Yes, and very interwoven, and it was ridiculous. I remember... She had a dollhouse, the one that's in that closet right there. That mom won't get rid of. Yeah. Um, there's a closet, and she had, like, a baby, like, doll kind of thing. I don't know. It was, like, a little piece. It looked like Jesus in the manger, like, all wrapped in cloth. And it had to go in the closet because the brass's parent, like, the, the mom's parents were home of the teen pregnancy, and they still had somehow had no idea, even though... She had gone nine months and then given birth to it. Wow. And like, she's like 10? And yeah, she was, she was like 10. Well, I still... Making up all this shit. Well, I still feel bad about making her get rid of it because it sounds like it traumatized her and then she had to turn around and, and tell <laughs> stories that... the family. Yeah, exactly. But that's oh. a good way to process emotions through other personalities. Gosh. It's expressing your grief. So really, I helped her. <laughs> I, I taught her at a very early age okay. that sometimes life sucks and you got to learn how to deal with it. And uh, with life comes loss. And then she's better true. prepared for it now. All right, Jack, as promised, it is time for you to do a uh, Ask Jack. Uh, uh, uh. Hopefully I don't get a boner. Yeah, I hope not too, Jack. <laughs> that would be unfortunate. All right, Jack, this question comes from Jason from Ohio. Jack. If you had a chance to beat up an actor, who would it be? Well, Steven Seagal. Okay, who else would it be? (laughs) That's a given. Um, I mean, I don't really know, like, actors' personalities, really. Like, currently, the only, like, actor slash actress I can think of that's an asshole is Amber Heard. I don't really want to beat her up. She's kind of hot, but she's crazy. Yes, she shit on their bed. I know. <laughs> She'll never live that down. She's like, she's ruined because she has to pay like $8 million and I saw her net worth was like 2 or something. And But then also like all this shit that came out. Oh, Literally? There, <laughs> there was this amazing clip I saw. I have it saved somewhere where one of the people 
like Amber Heard's lawyer or something is reading a text word for word from Johnny to one of Johnny's friends. Oh, it's ridiculous. He like calls her like a cum guzzling waste of air. And the guy is reading it <laughs> to the whole court. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did I say that correctly at the very end? And Johnny's like, yes. <laughs> and I'll, I'll show you that later. It's so awesome. Yeah, Johnny came out of that looking pretty oh, good. And Amber yeah. came out of it looking pretty bad. Did, did you see video? I'm sure you have. It became a meme. It was like, my dog got stung by a bee. And she, <laughs> this is some of the worst acting that I've I ever know. seen. I, it's no surprise she's starring in Aquaman, right? Because everyone knows that movie's going to be fucking terrible. I've never seen an Aquaman and well, really exactly. don't care to. There's no point. You know it's just going to be terrible. It's, you know, a, it's another just like comic book movie that they're making for money. Who actually cares about Aquaman? He's like, probably if, the least favorite superhero of maybe all. But he could be awesome. But he's not like he's is one of those comic book characters that I think um, would be the most improved by an R rating. Like, you know, like, give me your information. No, I won't give you my information, Aquaman. And then electric eels start coming up or like fucking sharks start swimming around the guy and they start biting his like hands and arms off and the guy's like okay. I'll tell you I'll tell you right. I'll tell you whatever you have but, to know but they could make it bloody and throwing a trident through someone's head he's got a trident and you're telling me he's gonna be like a PG-13 movie isn't he only good in the water though well I so like he'd have to be like hey come here Fuck you, no, Aquaman. I, I know that if I get in the water, you have all this power. I'm just going to stay up here on this hill. Control the water and the animals and stuff. But I think he's still like strong. Can he control it. the water? Can he send like a tidal wave somewhere? I think so. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I th- saw him in Braven. He was pretty strong there. He was stupid, man. <laughs> Gosh. Um, Who would I beat up? Fuck. Jason Momoa? While we're there? No. He's not that bad. I've seen him in one terrible movie, and but that's it, it. but you think of all the clout you would get if you just whipped Jason Momoa's ass. People would, everybody would know who you were, and they would yeah. be like, "Don't fuck with that guy." That's true. You probably would have said Stallone at one point, but you fell in love with him in Cobra. That was a great movie. What about Carrie Elwes? <laughs> yes, I would beat the ever living fuck out of him. He's horrible and saw. He made up for it though in Princess Bride. But fuck that guy. Oh, for some reason I just thought of something interesting. I guess it's also on the topic of this. I would beat the fuck out of Anthony Michael Hall, that brat. He's in the newest Halloween movie. Really? Yeah. I had no idea it was him until the guy I was... like, it was, I was watching Kill Count, and he mentioned that it was Anthony Michael Hall, and then I saw like his mouth and his face, and I was like, wow, it really is him. He looks nothing... Well, no. Like, I mean, obviously, I saw him at, like, 17 at the oldest, but, like, he looks nothing like regular Anthony Michael Hall. I mean, we all grow up. But, yeah, I beat the shit out of him, and I beat up his friend in Weird Science, too, whoever that is. He sucks. I think his name was, like, Ian Mitchell Smith or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'd He completely disappeared. Too. You'd have a Good. hard time finding him. <laughs> I could probably go to some dead-end bars and find him. All right, so Steven Seagal... Um, Anthony Michael Hall and uh, Ian Mitchell Smith or whatever his name is. Yeah, I, I think I would add, I'm going to add Kevin Spacey to the list. He's a great actor, was a great actor. No way he's getting any fucking roles anymore. But 
Like, why do you have to go and like diddle a kid? Like one that's fucked up, and two, you wasted your talent. Fuck you! I'll beat you up. And he's old. He, <laughs> so he, he's old, but he—he's he, I, I. What's that got to do with anything? Well, he's it means you could take him. What I, guess. I really mean is that in every single movie he's been in, he's never the fighter. You know, he's the guy who pays the fighter. You can beat that guy up without a gun. What are they? Okay, so Steven Seagal, number Mike, one. Anthony Michael Hall, number two. I I, I guess. His friend is number three. Okay. I guess his number. His friend is like 2.5. And then Kevin Spacey can okay. be number three. And, and, I, and I still think that you should throw Jason Momoa in there. Just just to fucking... Just for the, the clout? Yeah. All right, and that was Ask Jack. Uh, 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 hopefully I don't get a boner. Uh, so thank you, Jason from Ohio. For uh, sending in an Ask Jack. We really, really appreciate it. That's cool. If you'd like a movie mugging sticker, Jason, uh, just email me moviemuggin at gmail.com. Let me know what your address is. I promise I'm not going to show up there for dinner or anything like that. <laughs> so just uh, if you want a sticker, let me know. I'll send one your way. All right. And as you know, Olivia and I recently got back from a uh, week long vacation. And that gave me a lot of material for shit that bothers me. Dude, please don't carry on a conversation with the cashier. There's a fucking line, and she doesn't give a shit anyway. Of all the fucking places, all the empty seats in here, and you want to pick this one right next to me? Is that what's fucking happening? No, I don't want to join your rewards program. All right, welcome to another edition of Shit That Bothers Me Vacation Edition. It's been a while. It has been a while. Lots of shit has bothered me, though. <laughs> all right, so a couple things. We had to go grocery shopping on our vacation um, because we weren't going to eat it out all the time. Uh, your mother has all sorts of uh, allergy issues yeah. and stuff like that. So I don't typically go grocery shopping. You know, I'm bougie, and we, like, do it online, and then I just go pick it up. Yeah. But those fucking fruit bags at grocery stores, trying to get those fucking things open is ridiculous. Have you ever got one of those? Oh, the ones where you, like, it's in a roll? Yes. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? They can, I mean, all you, it's all in the feel of your finger pads. Oh, no. The, because if you can, like. The little pinch and move? Yeah, if you can do that, the, the same thing you do when you itch your nutsack. The, the pinch and roll technique. Exactly. If you can do that, it's perfect. Because the trash bags at my job, the exact same thing. Sometimes I'll be sitting there for like what feels like an eternity and it's not working. And I'm like, I keep checking if I'm on the right side of it. Uh, exactly. And I always am. But like it, sometimes like it just won't open. It's fucking stupid. But then sometimes you have the perfect amount of like sweat and oil on your fingers and you can just... Boop, and it'll instantly open. But those well, things are really finicky. Well, you mentioned it. Maybe I could uh, itch my balls like that or whatever, and then I could get the perfect amount of uh, grease. grease and oil, and then I could <laughs> go right back to it. So I go over there to get some limes, and if for next time I have corona, I just stick my hand down my pants and, and do that little pinch move and then just yeah. come back up and rip that it's thing off. It's a patented and it, it pinch just, and roll yeah. technique. Maybe I could uh, start using my uh, oil and grease from my nutsack and start selling that, and I could sell it to grocery stores, and they could just put it by those bags, and people would just know they stick their little fingers in there. What would your product be called? Uh, I'll get back with you on that. <laughs> I'll get back with you on that. All right, Jack, you know what else bothers me? Uh, what else? 
putting on a wet bathing suit. <laughs> like, um, like you get, like you go down to the beach. It's all you, cold and later. You, yeah, and you and you, you know, you're in the water, and then you you come back up, and you just kind of throw your bathing suit over the the shower curtain or something like that, and then you eat lunch, and then you're about to go down again. Yeah, you got to put that fucking cold thing back on, and it still has some sand in it too. And we've just, talked about it before. That you, bothers me. You wear a swimsuit or sw- a swim shirt. Yes, and. It's so I, cold putting that on. Uh, that is horrible putting on <laughs> one of those. But I I mean, I think the cons outweigh the pros of a swim shirt. The pros are it covers you, your hairy, and your tattoos. And that's it. No, don't have to put on sunscreen. Uh, yeah, but the spray sunscreen kind of fixes that. And spray is a lot easier than cream. Like, I feel a little self-conscious. Because you got a gut? I do, too. It's not so much the gut. It's the the hairiness, man. It just because well, we've I, always I, made fun of the hairy guys yeah, at the beach. No, but I just I, I feel like you're fair game for sure. Yeah, and I just don't want to be something that people look at and just nudge their partner and look. Check check that check that dude out. Poor guy. I I would not think of you as that. Normally, the people that are really hairy that get get made fun of are like seventy. You know, like, you have a dad bod right now, but when you get, like, old dad bod, where, like, they got, like, kind of, like, the fat right here, like, under their mm-hmm. arms, kind of, and, like, weird, like, tight-looking rolls, you know, like... I know. They get a really awkward-looking, like, their skin gets fucked up somehow, like, <laughs> someone, like, tightens it here and loosens it there, and then it's just permanently like that once you hit, like, 65, and those guys... There, you can see our hair a lot better because it's white and glistening in the yeah, sun. Yeah. So like those guys are way easier to make fun of because it's all curly white everywhere, all on their shoulders. I know you get shoulder and back hair, but not like those guys. But it's worth it to me though. To me though, how does it make you more confident? And, and I, I guess I don't know that confidence well, the right word. It's because to me the the last thing I want is to come out of the water. And my swim shirt has been vacuum sealed to my body. That that <laughs> that is an instant way for me to like want to just take it off and throw it on the ground. You know, I I hate that. Like it happens with um swim trunks too. You'll come out and it'll be like you'll be like totally moose knuckled. Yeah, like that's the last thing you want is. And you've been in the water too, I, so it's such like a, that's a perfect way for me to put it. The vacuum sealed yeah. swim shirt. He's got a it peanut happens. in there. What is that? It's a. <laughs> It's horrible. Like yeah. the first uh, thing I do is I get I, out and I pull my pull yeah. my bathing suit and off then my crotch. You pull your shirt out yeah. and then it slaps back against. No, you. the 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 swim shirt I got. It's a really good swim shirt and it wasn't bad at all and it dried pretty quick. I just I hate. Like I'd rather my hair show all okay. of my hair if I was you. Then well, you're not <laughs> every me. Time I come out of the water, it's vacuum sealed around my gut and you can see exactly where my belly button is because oh, yeah. there's a cavern above yeah. it. Like. Yeah. I just I I can't do that. There's there's a trade off. Like and you see my man boobs, like my budding man breasts through the shirt too. Like I'd rather them just see all of it than okay. than like perfectly accentuated, like the tightest clothing possible over it. But you that's so much more unflattering than actually seeing it. I disagree. And you say all the time, I don't give a shit. So I I, I, I give more give of a shit somewhat, than you do. I but just like that's I don't know. I just feel more comfortable having that on and. Just it's it's me it's your thunder vest, huh? Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, Jack. You know what else bothers me? What singing the wrong words out loud to a song on the radio? Uh, 
We were yes. we had to drive for about uh, two hours, and there's a song on that I know really really well, and I'm singing along to it, and then I sing this line that that comes up later in the song, and you just feel like such a fucking idiot. And then of course the other person has to point it out too, and I don't know why it's not that big a deal, it's, but I just feel I just feel so stupid when I do that. I have kind of taught myself to just not sing if I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I'll sing when I am 100% sure, and then if like, oh, fuck, wait, does the chorus happen, or does is there one more verse? It's like, I can't remember, fuck. So I'll just stop. And when I realize what it is, then you continue again, and you really just miss a little bit. Yeah, or if you're kind of singing along to a song, and you don't necessarily know exactly what they're saying, but you just kind of sing along to it, what, what you think the words are, kind of like you used to did with Dead or Alive, you would say, ain't no row high. Yeah. And if somebody calls you out on it, it's like, what'd you say? And you're just like, oh, you know, and then they're like, what'd you say? And I'm like, nothing, just drop it. Ain't no row high. <laughs> All right, Jack, you know what else bothers me? Well, I thought kind of kind of thought that was the last one. What no, else? I got a couple more. All right, so <laughs> airplanes. Number one, we fly Southwest, which I love Southwest, but they don't give assigned seats. And so you may be able to sit by the people you're traveling with, or you may not be able to sit by the people and you're traveling with. And what's the point of that? I don't really know. Because, I mean, they have to know that, like, every other airline, I, I bought seat 12B. Oh, and, and my wife and kids, they bought seat 12A, C, and D, and we're all sitting in the row together. Yeah. Like, so, they got to know that everyone likes that. So we were almost late for our flight because fucking TSA line was forever fucking long. So annoying. And so, like, as a matter of fact, when we were running up to the gate, the guy in front of us, they were like, no, the, we're already closed. And we we're like, motherfucker. So wait, how'd you get on your flight? Well, they hadn't closed the door yet. They were just telling the guy that they're not boarding anymore. And then we just came up and put our tickets out and they just let us go in. But thank God. I, I didn't get to sit by your mom. I like I had to sit like in the middle of two people. And it's like You were in the middle? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's like one of the only seats was left. Was one of them like snoring and leaning no, on you? And, and, and thankfully they didn't want to. the worst nightmare. Thankfully they didn't want to have conversations or anything either. So that, you know, that would be a nightmare. Had not being able to sit by the person that you're traveling with and then sitting by somebody who wants to talk your ear off the whole time. But to me, if I'm that stranger who's, uh, if I'm one of the strangers sitting next to you, I, I would probably notice that you walk together and then. Like, I guess I'll sit here. It's like, all right, see you after the flight. I'd be like, I'm traveling alone. What do I care who I sit next to? Yeah, maybe. Like, I I would totally give my seat to that. Like, I don't care if I'm window or aisle. I don't want to be in the middle. What? I don't know. What if you already had your assigned seat and then uh, a, a mother got on there and her and her children didn't get to sit together? And uh, you were like right there. And if you volunteered to move, then the kiddo would get to sit in your seat by the, by the mother. But you you and your partner would probably have to split up. Would you be like the nice guy and uh, let the kid sit by the mom? I'm a big proponent of don't bring your kids on a fucking flight. <laughs> so uh, that's I don't know that I can answer that one because well, I can answer it. If it you would say no, I can answer it from experience on our trip. What? Uh, so on the way back? Yeah. So me and your mom, we don't get to sit next to each other on one of the flights. And then so we're, we're coming back on the way home and it's like, OK, thank God. And we're, we're like near the back of the plane. And uh, so we're sitting together and there's a, a mother who's complaining 
to the uh, flight attendant that, well, Southwest told us that we would be able to be no more than five seats away from each other. And the stewardess is like, well, I don't know who told you that, but that, that's not the case. And your mom's like, uh, why don't we volunteer? I'm like, no. You're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I got hand over her mouth. Don't yeah. say anything. <laughs> exactly. So how many seats were the rows? What do you mean? There were three seats per row. Okay, yeah. Uh, how many kids did she have? Did she have three, enough to fill up an entire row? I, I don't know. She was just upset that some of the people she was traveling with were not within five seats like they, they told them. It what does be. it matter? If if they're five seats away, they might as well be in first class while you're in the back. Like, five seats away on a plane? You can't talk to them. You can not You can look at their hand when it's resting on <laughs> the fucking armrest. But, like, but you what, could, what does five seats? like? Well, you could get to them with your EpiPen if you needed to. Uh, okay. But so like, I, I don't know, man. If she had, so say this lady had two kids and I'm the third guy in the seat, I'm immediately being like, hey, take my seat. I don't want to sit next to your brats with, like, uh, I don't know. Like, when I think of kids on planes... I, I think of like what uh, Kenneth Copeland said, the demons. They're fucking demons. You know, like get me yeah. off of the plane away from these things. And I think of them having like peanut butter hands, you know, just like all nasty and like they're touching shit and like mm -hmm. they're looking at me and just like looking at me and looking at me. Like, you know, the pictures you have of like uh, me and my sister when we we're eating on like a... a a high chair yeah. and shit all over our face. And Soggy crackers. Yeah, I think of that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, get me away from that. Stay back, demons. All right, Jack, you know what else bothers me about airplanes? What else? Is um, to exit, they only use one door. And if you're in the back, it takes for fucking <laughs> ever to get off. And, and, and a lot of people, they like stand up in the back immediately and, and try to get in front of you. And it's like, motherfucker, sit your ass down. It, my row should get to go before your row, yeah. but it takes forever. Just bring one of those fucking little portable hallway things and, and plug it into the back door as well. And then everybody's happy, and the people in the back will be able to make their connecting flights. And It, it just bothers me <laughs> that you have to wait forever if you're in the back. Now that I think of it, I feel like every single time I've ever been on a plane and we've been getting off... I have been sitting down waiting for the line of people mm -hmm. that were behind me to go. Yeah. But I think that's also been like a mom thing. Like, wait, hold on a minute. Just wait. It's like, I'm trying to get off this plane. I've been trying to get off this mm -hmm. plane before we fucking got in the air because I'm anxious. But. And and is it possible to get on a plane and not think about crashing and dying uh, at least once? I'm, for some people, I'm sure. But like... I saw this fact like a week and a half, two weeks ago. By the time you get to the airport, the riskiest part of your flight is done. Yeah, I know. I, I know the statistics, but... I know too, but it doesn't matter. Like, no, it doesn't I'm matter. I'm always worried. I'm not worried about terrorists or shit like that. Like nothing is going to get past TSA, I don't think. And there's also like always like four undercover officers on a plane or something. I don't know about all that. Well, like... I think they, the, they the want air you to marshals think that. or whatever. I'm not sure that there's one on every plane anymore. Well, but still, I don't know. There's if no it way, makes you feel better, there's no way to be sure. If I'm saying they are and you're saying they aren't, they're both uh, both assumptions make an equal amount of sense because neither of us have ever seen an air marshal. You, you don't actually know. I feel like there are. But then again, like how many air marshals it, are there? There's not enough. <laughs> That's a, there's a there's, lot of there's flights. There's not enough. Uh, from every airport every day 
There's tons and tons and tons. There is not an air marshal on every flight. There is 0% chance. But I think the worst part about being like on a plane is definitely the crashing part. If I'm in a car accident, I'm on the road still. If I'm in a plane accident, what if I land on the ocean and I'm floating on my seat? Mm-hmm. How much comfort do you think that gives me? The seats aren't big enough for me to really put my feet up on them, too. Like, where the sharks... You're going to have to drown somebody else and take theirs. There's going to be a lot feet. of sharks swimming around me. You know, I don't... Obviously, there's going to be a circle of three dorsal fins swimming <laughs> around me as soon as I hit the water. I mean, that's what everybody thinks, for sure. But I, it's just awful. You may never see a shark. Because, like, you know, like, when people are saying, like... How do you sleep with your leg hanging off the bed? I, the monster is going to grab your ankle. Like, I'd probably have a heart attack just from both my feet hanging in the water. And, like, the worst part would be, what if you don't see land? What if you're just really fucked? What if everyone dies but you? That could happen. Yeah. That's the stranded in the ocean, Gosh. worst fear, 10 out of 10. So do you think you could just drown yourself? Do you, I mean, is that something? Mm, no. That would, uh, yeah, that'd be fucking awful. I don't know how. I mean, putting yourself out of your own, your own misery, I mean, you might be able to find something that could assist in the plane crash, like some, like a sharp piece of metal. Gosh, but I mean, I mean, it's better than drowning yourself. Is it? Yeah. How are you gonna drown yourself? You just go underwater and go, <gasps> and just. But that that's one of those like forbidden activities that the body can like <laughs> sort of do. Like I don't, maybe you can do it. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you can actually do that. It's a horrible thought. Like how people say, like, you could bite your finger off, but like people say your brain doesn't let you. I think your brain wouldn't really let you like, go underwater and just... <gasps> I think you like almost do it and you're like, no. Yeah. it's And it's also a balls thing. How No human has the balls to just... Uh, that is probably one of the hardest ways to take yourself out, I Gosh, feel like. that'd be rough. And and also, you got to be like under the water, yeah. having an anxiety attack, <laughs> looking looking around for everything. You're like, I need to get back on my seat. I need to get back on my seat. But also like, fuck, how long is this going to take? Like, I'm sitting here. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't want to just float. You'd get the worst sunburn ever. You'd come back with like stage twelve skin cancer if you didn't make it back. Like all your like fucking massive like foot long blister bubbles hanging off of you. Like, and you're gonna be thirsty. You're gonna have nothing to eat or drink. You'll you'll die of that. And the, and why don't and they the, you can't take fluids on the plane. So it's not like if you had your carry on with you, you really have anything. You probably have M and M. No 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 M and M's in a granola no, bar. Well, no, you can take fluids on planes. You can't take them through TSA. But once you get uh, in the okay. actual terminal, you can go and, and buy water. And okay, I buy like five water bottles. Yeah, but it always crosses my mind. Uh, uh, a, me a plane too. crash. It, it just does. All right, Jack. Lastly, you know what bothers me? Vacation edition. What? Glass on the beach. Like, we were looking for shells, and and twice I came up on glass on the beach. So if, Broken if, glass? Yep. So if you're one of those motherfuckers who was, who's responsible for broken glass on the beach, fuck you, don't listen to us. All right, and that was Shit That Bothers Me, Vacation Edition. Dude, please don't carry on a conversation with the cashier. There's a fucking line, and she doesn't give a shit anyway. Of all the fucking places, all the empty seats in here, and you want to pick this one right next to me? Is that what's fucking happening? No, I don't want to join your rewards program. All right, Jack, you got anything else for this uh, extremely long lobby time that we just had? I don't. Unless I cut out some stuff and save it for a uh, future Lobby Time X. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. 
All right, this movie came out in 2018. It is rated R. It is one hour and 51 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 81%, while IMDb gives it a 6.6 out of 10. Facebook gives it a 4.8 out of 5. What does this have Facebook? Interesting. Usually it has like Metacritic or something else over there, and I just kind of ignore it. Google users. No, 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 no. Yeah, 81% of Google users like this. Oh, you already said that. No, I didn't. I just, yeah, no, I did. Uh, Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. There are 28 uses of fuck, shit, bastard, and hell are also used throughout. There are several shootings, but these never exceed blood spray in terms of detail. What? And there are infrequent portrayals of smoking in recreational and historical contexts. Historical? (laughs) All right. This movie, and I think you're going to be happy with it, is called Overlord. Cool. We didn't do this? No. The podcast? No. This movie's good. Have you seen it since we went to the movie theaters and see it? Yes. Have you? I have not. My friends tasked me with picking a movie to watch, and I picked it because I knew it was solid. They weren't as big of a fan of it as I was. I mean, I, I fucking love this movie, but I've seen it recently enough to where I will, I think I remember everything. Okay. Was this the first movie you and I went to see at that really nice movie place where they... The uh, movie house and eatery? Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been. I think it is. I think it was, and then we're like, we got to go back, and Mad Max Fury Road came out, mm-hmm. and we went and saw that. Yeah. Um, Joker. Yeah, Joker. It seems like there's another one, too. Let's let's just sit here until we think about it. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I think there was one more. Um, oh, The Gentleman. We went and saw The Gentleman there. We did? Yeah. Uh, with Mom? Yeah, because that's the only movie theater we're going to go to oh, now. Yeah. We are way too bougie to go it, to a regular movie theater. It's a rare enough occurrence that we go to the movies to watch a movie that it's like, fuck yeah, we'll go to the nice one. Oh, fuck yeah. And you can get assigned seats. Yeah, and you can also order food. Like actual food, like a meal. You know what would be awesome to do is go there, just the two of us, and we buy four seats. That way we know nobody's going to be sitting beside us. I was thinking we'll buy out the whole thing. Yeah, once we start uh, making a lot of money on this podcast, man, that's that's what we're going to do. That's in our future. Mm Mm-hmm. Very near future. I can feel it. I can feel it, too. All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2008's Overlord. Yep. Let me give it the 50 cent tour. This movie is about uh, the Normandy operation where... You said Normandy. No, I said Normandy. Okay. I thought it sounded like it. Okay. Dude, I was there. Okay. <laughs> so I know how to pronounce it. You weren't even born yet. So when the invasion of Normandy, well. the 101st Airborne was uh, parachuted in behind enemy lines and... They had all sorts of different things they needed to do. They needed to uh, guard bridges. And in this case, they needed to um, take down a radio tower so the Krauts, as they called them, mm-hmm. would not be able to uh, let people know that they were coming and call for reinforcements, et cetera, et cetera. Unfortunately for you history buffs out there, a lot of the uh, soldiers got dropped too early or too late, and uh, a lot of them weren't able to, to find each other's platoons and such. But I think, what, four or five people met up, and uh, they went into town to uh, to find the radio tower to blow up. Uh, there's some strange shit going on. One of them makes his way into the church where the radio tower is, but there's some crazy 
Nazi experimentation going on that uh, is turning people from the dead to life, but they're not... They're like zombies. Yeah. Super zombies. Mm -hmm. So he goes back, uh, they rallies the guys, they go and they destroy the lab and the tower, and uh, it's happily ever after. Yeah. All right, let's see what the internet has to say. On the eve of D-Day, American paratroopers drop behind enemy lines to penetrate the walls of a fortified church and destroy a radio transmitter. As the soldiers approach their target, they soon begin to realize that there's more going on in the Nazi-occupied village than a simple military operation. Making their way to an underground lab, the outnumbered men stumble upon a sinister experiment that forces them into a vicious battle against an army of the undead. Is this the first war movie we've done besides 1917? Are those the only two? Well, let me check the list right quick, and uh, through the power of editing, I will uh, find any such movies, if there are any, right now. I'm 100% sure it is. I mean, The Warriors was uh, <laughs> somewhat of a war movie. Oh, yeah. They had to battle their way back to Coney Island. You know what I mean. Top Gun was... Uh, <laughs> I remember the chin lick in that movie more than I remember <laughs> the action. Do you have any interest in seeing the new one? No. I do. Really? It's already made a billion dollars. Because it's Top Gun and it's a Tom Cruise movie. Top Gun was popular and everyone in the entire world knows who Tom Cruise is. So yeah, of course it made a fucking billion dollars. And you gave Top Gun an 80. So you enjoyed but, it. And yeah, but I don't want to see the other one. I wonder if it has a 15 minute intro and like if, the first one did. If you picked it, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah. But if you, if I walk downstairs and you're watching it and you're like, hey, this is a new Top Gun... I wouldn't stick around. You know, Goose's son is in it. I know. That's. I mean, they had to. the The, no, enti the uh, entire reason that Top Gun Maverick or whatever it's called was made is fan service because it was popular and like, oh, we'll make another one. I guarantee you, it's like not nearly as good as the first, and that it's just, oh, Top Gun is back. They're pulling a Mick Rib. Enemy at the gates. Did I pick that? Uh, yeah, I think you did. I think I did, too. Zathura, a good war movie. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Uh, sort of. I don't really count that. If you had to guess if it's a war movie, it's not a war movie. Like, there's no questioning Platoon or Saving Private Ryan or this movie. Like, if there's a, a pretty good amount of soldiers killing other soldiers... And it's a, a war movie. Well, 1917 didn't have a lot of soldiers killing other soldiers. Well, okay, but the entire movie was the war. It was named after the year that that war was happening, or a year in which that war was happening. What about Machete? There was a really good battle. That at the is end not of that. a war. I don't. I don't count it unless there's green wearing people fighting green wearing people. Well, then you wouldn't say like any Iraq wars or Afghanistan there's wars. There's still there's... like green on their stuff. No, there's not. Not on the other team. <sighs> and then the Americans are wearing like their their um, desert, desert digital. Camels. Yes. Yeah, whatever. You need to uh, redefine your <laughs> oh my definition gosh. of a war. I'm sorry, uh, you were there for that one, so you would know. No, Vietnam was my last war. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum overdrive. That's a fucking Stop war right it. there. <laughs> Get on with it. Uh, hang on. I'm still going through the list. You're only reading like 160 things on there. What about Lone Wolf McQuaid? <laughs> That's a war on drugs, was it? Was it drugs? What were they doing? I don't know. Come on. 
power of editing. This isn't taking me long. <laughs> but you're going to put that in there where you said that. Yep. <laughs> and everyone's going to know it fucking took you forever. <laughs> yeah, so I think Enemy at the Gates. 1917 and then Overlord. Those are three war movies. Wow. I was going to say, I don't think we've done very many. 166 episodes and this is only our third war movie. That's crazy. I don't remember anything about Platoon. It's on my list. Except there was a guy uh, like blowing up the outhouse or something. He had a magazine. Blowing out an outhouse. I think I've done that before. (laughs) But was that that movie? He's like their captain or something, and they're just like kind of chilling for the moment. And And he's in an outhouse, and the dinosaur like like bites the top of it, and he's just sitting there all afraid. No, is it Jeff Goldblum or something? (laughs) What? You said dinosaur. This yeah. is platoon. Oh, right? uh, yeah. And well, so guy, then I wondered if it was a a guy from no. Jurassic Park was in platoon. Didn't a guy run into a like a toilet in a T Rex game and like knock the house I down and then know. ate him off the toilet? I don't know. I doubt it. No, that happened. In what movie? Jurassic Park. Which one? The first one. I, it's you've seen that movie a lot more than I have. Yeah, I have. The only thing I remember about that one is the kids in the kitchen, the old man, like a big pile of dino shit, and like there's a room where there's these like paper mache things floating, and they're like in it with the KFC guy. <laughs> that's the old man. The old man is Colonel Sanders. I'm pretty sure there's no paper mache. But that's in what the museum. I remember. It, it, I haven't seen that movie since I was a child. It was. And a, I'm fine with that. And back then, that was a really, really good movie. Really like, good movie. <laughs> they have soured it. You can't. You couldn't pay me to go see the new one. <laughs> I mean, you, I, you you could pay me, but you'd but have like, to pay me. You'd have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember Willem Dafoe tragically dying in like a very ridiculous death on his knees with his arms out. Ah! Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Saving Private Ryan. Obviously, I remember Captain Dies. I was very torn up about that when I saw that movie. It's Tom Hanks, man. He should never die in a movie. It's like Matt, <laughs> Matt Damon's a private. All right. Like I had seen all the Jason Bournes before I saw that movie. So I thought it was weird he was in a tiny role. Um, who else was in that movie? And obviously the the sniper who prays every time he shoots. Mm-hmm. You kinda know, cool, kind of corny when I think about it. Vin Diesel is actually in the movie. Really? He's got a little tiny role. Um, of course, there's the guy who's on the good side and he's Jewish, so he's taken out his <sighs> anger on all the Nazis. But then he dies in one of the worst death scenes it's in the fucking horrible. movie ever. And you know what? No, stop, stop. No, no. It felt like a very realistic, real, like, death scene. Like, like what would happen? Like, you know you're about to get it, and you're not just going to scream. You're going to be like, wait, 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 no, wait, wait, wait. You start to panic. And yeah. then that knife slowly goes, oh, my gosh. But you know what? I really don't like that actor. He's in... Um, I feel like I remember you saying He's that, in yeah. Dazed and Confused also, and that. they have this ridiculous wig on him, and I just, I don't, I don't like him. I know I that's mean, on your list. He, he might be a great guy, but quit fucking putting him in movies. I know you feel that way about that guy, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> if Jeff Goldblum has a bit part, like a small part, like it, there was a little too much Jeff Goldblum in Independence Day for me. Like, 
I don't hate him, but I don't love him. Like in, in Thor Ragnarok. I was going to say, what about in Thor? I was okay with the little part he had in there, but that's about as much Jeff Goldblum what as I need. don't you like about him specifically? He's a not a bad actor. No, he's he, not. Just the fact that he's kind of eccentric and the way he talks is kind of... Yeah. There's something about it. He has an odd quality to him, mm -hmm. but I can't say that it's bad. I don't like looking at him very much. <laughs> <laughs> then and you liked him in Ragnarok, wasn't he like really, really weird in that movie? Yeah, but well, okay, I, I tolerated him in that. Like, I, I don't, I don't ever want him in the cast ever. But if he's in a movie, I, I'm not going to be like, I'm not fucking seeing that because Jeff Goldblum's in it. Who is an actor where you would say I'm not seeing that? Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, <laughs> that's the only one I know. No, there's more. I don't more. even know who she is, what she looks like, how she sounds. You know I, what? I was born and raised in a house where Rosie O'Donnell <laughs> was frequently named as the worst thing to happen on God's green earth. Yeah, I do not and like her. I don't know anything about her. I couldn't pick her out in a crowd of fucking five people. You know, she was casted perfectly in the Flintstones movie. She played Betty Rubble, and she did a fantastic the job. Fuck is Betty Rubble? <sighs> I've done a horrible job. Raising I, I remember Fred, obviously, Wilma, obviously, Barney. I guess Barney's wife? Yeah. Uh, Betty? Mm -hmm. I don't recall that at all. Have you watched episodes of the Flintstone uh, cartoon? Yes. <sighs> I've never seen the movie. Well, I, I've you seen, don't need to see I've the seen movie. The, some of the cartoon. I had the vitamins. I don't remember any other characters besides them three. They live in Bedrock, mm -hmm. and then Fred and Wilma are married. Barney and I guess Betty are married. Mm -hmm. Barney's a dumbass, from what I remember. <laughs> Barney's an idiot. Hey, Fred! Fred's got the, the lines for arm hair, right? And he wears the orange. He wears the orange. Barney wears brown, and he's blonde. Yeah. Fred has black hair. Um, Wilma's redhead and white, mm -hmm. and they have a card that they have to walk to use. <laughs> they have to use their feet. It's they fucking genius, run man. really fast. <laughs> the Flintstones is one of the greatest cartoons of all time. I just didn't really watch it. I loved the Flintstones. Were there other characters besides um, the four of them? They had kids later on, Pebbles and Bam Bam. <gasps> yeah, okay. I remember, I remember Pebbles and Bam Bam. They, they had a dog, Dino. I don't remember what Pebbles looked like. I remember Bam Bam looking like Barney, kind of, but a kid. He's super strong. Like, yeah, he has yeah, superhuman he, he has the club. strength. Bam, bam. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> the Flintstones were fucking great. And one of the greatest theme songs for a cartoon ever. I don't know it. Flintstones, meet uh, the Flintstones. Oh, yeah. They're a modern Stone Age family. Yeah, okay. From the town of Bedrock. <laughs> They're a place right out of history. Yeah, so fucking great. And and a song that I don't know who sings it. I don't know the name of it, but it was like 2010 era R&B kind of thing, like Chris Brownish kind what? kind of music. What are you talking about? <laughs> they said, "Call me Mr. Flintstone, cause I can make your bed rock." <laughs> if that was a joke you just made, you'd be off the show. No, that's that's a real. No, I, but I'm saying if like, you just made that up, I'd be like, please leave. Yeah, Gosh. I'm sad that that's real. I know. I'm sad that you told me that. <laughs> it's a really shitty song, too. But yeah, Fred had some anger issues. and uh, I, I feel I, like I remember him yeah, yelling. <laughs> yeah, and Wilma was a saint for staying with him. But they had so many great... Wasn't Wilma like sexy as fuck? And Fred was like built like a brick? 
Um, I don't know if she was sexy. Well, she had the, she, mean, she had she the, a, she was a looker and I guess. she Her had, and Betty were Betty's, you, but you know what I mean? Like the, the old cartoon women who are built like a, an hourglass, yeah, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, she had her red hair, like up, like yeah. big up, like the whole meme about Pixar moms, you know? <laughs> they all got the fattest asses. It's one of those kind of things. Yeah, there's some on TikTok that the guy's like, wait, as the <laughs> yeah, kids like are watching the show. Miss Elastic or whatever. And from Fantastic, not Fantastic Four, The Incredibles. Got a booty. Yeah, and she <laughs> stretches everywhere. Uh, that that, that was you, father fan service right do there. You, you can't really think of cartoon characters that way, though. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah I, but can you like, imagine being an adult being like, man, I'd totally fuck Wilma. But you don't imagine as it being like like Space Jam, where you're actually fucking the cartoon character. Nobody fucks any cartoon characters in <sighs> Space Jam. But you know what I mean? They coexist. Le- not, not LeBron James. That's a new one. Like Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny are on the screen at the same time. Yeah, they don't. And fuck, obviously, though. they don't hire somebody to play Bugs Bunny in a suit. Well, they put the cartoon there. Be awful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. If you were to imagine fucking uh, Wilma or Miss Elastic, it would not be like you imagine them as the cartoon. It'd be the real deal, but the lookalike. Like Miss Elastic could actually stretch, but she was a real person. So what cartoon... That donk. What cartoon character would you fuck? I'm trying to think now. <laughs> would you fuck Minnie Mouse? No, <laughs> she's a full-on mouse. That's just weird. Lola Bunny, before they changed her. That's a good one. <laughs> I just said I wouldn't fuck a mouse, but I'd fuck a, a rabbit. <laughs> you know what I mean, though, the one before they changed her? You know what? This where is, she was hot? <laughs> this is going to break Erica's heart. I've never seen Space Jam. Me neither. It's one of her I all-time would, favorite movies, I'm pretty sure. I never want to see it. I never want to see it either. Either <laughs> one of them. Any movie or show where people are acting alongside animated cartoons, I'm good. That's terrible. It's awkward. I, I just can't see an outcome where a movie or show like that is actually even like half decent or worth watching. I think Space Jam is probably regarded so highly because fucking Michael Jordan was in it. And I'm sure he's a terrible actor. I was going to say, well. all the basketball players in the movie, there's no way they're good actors. So the movie <laughs> like, has to be ass. There, there can't be anything really even redeeming about that movie. <laughs> like, I can't see a possibility of those movies being good. Or the movies where that one, what, Jessica Rabbit, you said her name was? Yeah, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, like, there's no way those movies can be good at all either, because you've got, like, the regular guys, like, real people, drooling over some cartoon character. It's just weird. All right, I'm going to Google hottest cartoon characters, and we're going to go down the list, and you tell me... Daphne, holy shit, Daphne, I forgot. That's the number one. Yeah. Didn't your sister used to have a Daphne doll, and you would go lay down with it? I was like three. You would would put her down your pants? I did something like that. I don't remember exactly. You would, like, caress her hair? You would, like, caress her hair and have your other hand down your pants? I I didn't beat off. But you, I was literally as a toddler. But you knew you were doing something wrong. But I knew you, no. You, I you'd knew you'd go hide. I, I knew something was right about it too. But I don't, <laughs> I didn't know anything. I didn't know what. Yeah, that's funny. I and Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah, they did a good job casting her. She was. They did a good job casting everybody. Yeah, they I, they really did. Yeah, Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. He did a really oh, good job. Great Shaggy. 
owned the Hex Girls from uh, Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, Lola Bunny Space Jam is number thirty. Interesting. And so you would fuck Lola Bunny. So why are you at thirty? I'm because I'm scrolling. No, down. I would not fuck Lola Bunny, but you know what I mean. Like they made her like hot for I don't know why. All right, number twenty is Raven from Teen Titans. Oh shit! Okay, but they're teens. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so if you were a teen, I <laughs> <laughs> mean that sounds gross. It sounds bad. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, and Starfire. I, when I watched that show, I thought they were both hot. How about Leela from Futurama? I never watched that, uh, never but she looked weird. Yeah, uh, Cinderella number seventeen. That's stupid. <laughs> but you'd fuck her. Sure. How about Aladdin? Would you fuck Aladdin? <laughs> wow. He's number fifteen. Betty Boop. No. She had a weird-ass head. And a, and a terrible voice. Yeah, no. Yep, there's Betty Rubble. She was hot, man. I sort of remember her name. Yeah. Well, Barney must have had a big dick to, to land her. Yeah. Daphne Ann Blake. I did not know her middle name was Ann. Ooh, Catwoman. Oh, yeah. Harley Quinn. Yeah. Laura Croft. Yeah. Every iteration of Lara Croft is way too hot. And they got to start setting unrealistic fucking beauty standards for women. But you know what? Really they young. they tend to not make like the lead cartoon characters ugly unless they're playing the villain or something. And then they make them like Ursula. Why couldn't Ursula have <laughs> been like really nice looking and just still been evil? Well, I don't know. Because that, that really, th that tells girls that are really, really <laughs> ugly that all they can be is evil, evil people. I, mean, I guess. I, they probably don't set out trying to think that. They just try to make... What kind of role models do really ugly girls have in <laughs> cartoons? Because they never have, like, ugly girls become the princess or marry Prince Charming or anything like that. They're always... Yeah. Like Fiona from Shrek. I definitely doubled down on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, they don't make ugly guys the the uh, hero either. Yeah, because when Shrek became human, he was pretty hunky, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I guess Prince Charming from Shrek was like good looking. What about Lord Farquaad? Farquaad. Farquaad. <laughs> yeah, he just had a big head and a small body. He's a great character, though. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. So going from hot cartoons to hot uh, people in this movie, the the French girl. She was really hot. And isn't French just a really sexy yeah. language to be spoken by a, by a woman? I, yeah. And, and by a man, too. It's, it's just... French a, is just awesome. It's a sexy sounding language. And when you think of France, you think of baguettes, the Eiffel Tower... And pumping some lady in the hotels, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not necessarily is, in that order. But France is just like one of those, like, you have some wine, you say je ne sais quoi or whatever. You see a guy on the street with the ah uh -huh -huh mustache. Uh -huh. You, you see a mime. Yeah, they're everywhere. And you walk around and it probably smells. And then you fuck some hot French girl. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I love the way this movie starts out. It starts out with uh, a, a squad of soldiers from the 101st Airborne on a plane, and they're they're making that long trek from uh, England over across the English Channel to to France to jump behind enemy lines. 
And then it starts fucking going crazy, man. The Germans see them coming, and they're just shooting up in the air, and you see all these tracers going by, and you see... Explosions, pl- too. Planes are blowing up, and then then it, there's, like, bullets are coming through the floor of the airplane and stuff, and, and they can't jump then because it'd probably be into the water, and you want to be able to jump where you're supposed to jump, and they wouldn't let you jump out anyway. So you have to stay in it while it's being shot to hell and there's fire everywhere and, and stuff the, like that. The front of it got blown off so people are getting sucked out. So you want to get off the plane. You want to get off so bad, but then right as you're about to jump, then there's that realization of, oh, fuck. I'm dead either way. I'm jumping into hell. <laughs> yeah. And then you land and you don't land near anybody else and you're trying to be quiet, and you hear German voices close by. You're seeing, you see your sergeant get shot. Fuck that. Oh, my gosh. And this movie never slows down. This movie has suspense throughout, and it moves along at a really good pace. Yeah. Really good pace. And it's based on the most interesting war. Oh, by far. And it's based on one of the coolest ideas ever, that the Germans were actually like really far ahead and were trying to do it's like Wolfenstein, you know, they have mechs and Hitler has a mech that he gets in with two miniguns and stuff. Like that there's some society that like the Nazi Party just had this technology hundreds and hundreds of years even ahead of where we're at now. That is just cool. Like, no way. A whole fucking war party has this secret. And it's the Nazis? Like, that's just fucking insane. And and in this one, they found that the tar under the city, which that's not... I didn't remember that before. No, I didn't either. The tar under the city had some properties, and it had to be filtered through people's bodies and slowly dripped out. And then it made this serum where it brought the dead back to life. And they are talking about having a thousand-year Reich, and they need a thousand-year soldiers to run it. It's like, wow, like that's fucking insane. Like, they're that crazy that they're just going to keep pumping these people up and making them crazy zombies so they can rule the world forever. I always heard, and I never really read into it or anything, that they tried a lot of different experiments. That well, they, I'm sure they, they had a lot of people to do it on. They tried to, unfortunately, like, use the occult and all sorts of things to try to find different ways to, to gain the advantage. It's just, I think that's fucking cool. It will always be a good premise for a movie. Yeah, like, the, the like Nazis opened up a gate to hell. I'm I'll, okay. I buy it. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm in because the Nazis, they are perfect villains. Yeah, just the the lore of the Nazis and the uniforms, the the swastika. I mean, they were just a, a perfect enemy, and just them doing crazy shit. And experimentations and trying to come up with ways to win the war, like I said, it'll just always be something that I'm interested in in, in watching. Me too. And that kind of brings up another point. Uh, a lot of the people that they were experimenting on, it either wasn't going well or they made mistakes or something or they needed to get rid of the bodies. So they would just take them outside and use a flamethrower on them. Um, flamethrower, that's a bucket list for me. Yes, I would love to shoot a flamethrower as a kid because in a Call of Duty World at War, they're such a short-range weapon. You don't realize how far those things really squirt the flame. Like, it's crazy. It's like 20 feet plus. Like, they can shoot shit out depending on what you're using. 
And if you got that Elon Musk one, it's not going to be 20 feet. Elon Musk made a, a flamethrower? Yeah, a while ago. Just just For the hell of it? Yeah, he was just bored. But he only sold a certain amount, and they were probably like that big. You just hold them. like a, It was, looked like a little squirt gun or something. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. I think they're legal to carry in Texas. You can just open carry really? a flamethrower. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's kind of cool. That's 100% not true. Oh. But you know what? It, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, it's Texas. Who wouldn't believe that at first you thought? You know what? I say it's not true. It, it, might, be, <laughs> I mean, it, it might be true. It, it might be. Yeah. You just see somebody at Walmart with a fucking AT4 slung over their, <laughs> slung over their back. Open carrying a fucking <sighs> minigun. Yeah. Uh, another bucket list, uh, being hung on a meat hook in the front rather than the back. Fuck that. Either way, that would be and like the way he tried to pull himself off and then didn't quite go high enough, so he slammed back down uh, on it. That was hard to watch. Uh, yeah. So one of the Nazis, who was a fucking asshole. He double pumped himself with the serum. After he got half of his face shot off. Mm-hmm. And then he turns into something that can't die. And, and they get superhuman strength, too. And he picks up the uh, one of the guys in, in the movie, and he's going to hang him on a meat hook. And you're just thinking, oh, yeah, I've seen the meat hook many, many times. He's going to just, just drop his back on it. Yeah. It's good. Right underneath his sternum. But he puts shoves that big the meat hook. hook into him yeah. in the front. Gosh. And, and like you said, he he pulls himself up trying to get out of it, and then he kind of falls back down. And mm. so it just hooks You know that again. shit slammed in his oh, sternum. Oh, gosh. So, so rough, man. That's one of those that, like you've talked about it before, There, there's some that... Oh, it doesn't bother me because I, I can't even imagine what that would be like. But that's visceral. But the the hook there, you, you just could kind of picture how awful that would it. feel. And that was the corporal. That was their leader. Yeah. The main squad's leader. He's a fucking great soldier. Oh, yeah. He, he climbed off of it and he stabbed himself with the thing, the serum. So then he ended up sacrificing himself and trying to get rid of the, the double serumed zombie fucking Nazi captain guy. Just so the main character Boyce could finish the mission. Mm-hmm. So one more thing, and then we'll get into favorite parts. Why does every war movie have to have an American that was plucked straight from Brooklyn or the Bronx? Like every single war movie has one of those. Like World War II has one of those. That's true. I, I guarantee it. That's very true. Find one that doesn't have one. Moviemuggin at gmail.com. A World War II movie. Don't go Vietnam or World War One or the Korea Vietnam will have it like too. That. Not not always, but every single World War II movie will have a soldier with a heavy New York accent. All right, favorite parts. Um, obviously the opening scene. I loved when they started to make their plan to infiltrate the church where all the experiments were going on. When our favorite Bronx guy and the other soldier who got rescued from the church when they were fighting. Because that was just some good action, and it showed a bunch of people getting shot and killed. Uh, the Nazis were getting shot and killed. And the wounded guy who got rescued, he was using a Browning, and it's a two-man gun, and he was doing it himself. And I just like that they had some banter during that, and they're like, get the fuck out of here. Like that, that was just a really good action sequence. I thought that was good. And it was also, I liked whenever he made it, uh, Boyce, the main character, made it to the church for the first time. He had to jump on a moving cargo truck, but it's full of dead bodies, and he gets taken in, and he sees that they're closing the gate behind, and he can't get out, and he's just running through there with his M1 Garand. Has no idea where he's going. Yeah, and he just he's just sweating, 
There's crazy shit going on. The doctors and soldiers are walking by. He like, sees some shit in a fucking cocoon or something. Yeah, and he like unzips it, and the guy's like, "Help me!" And there's a human head that's has a spine and everything attached, and she's saying, "Help me!" in French. Uh, yeah. And the music during that, the music in this movie is great. It was really good. But the yeah. music during, I think it was that part where there was like every once in a while there was that weird noise. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I can't hear it in my head, but I sort of can. That was awesome too. That would be a horrible place to be in and not know where you're going and get lost in that place. Oh, yeah. There was all these creepy moanings and, and just crazy. People cre- screaming yes. in cells. Woo, just really, really tough. Yeah. Really tough place to be in. Uh, my favorite part by far was, was the opening scene where they're in the airplane and shit's going crazy. And then they jump out and there's just all those bullets coming at them. And just this entire movie had... I mean, I can't say this entire movie was my favorite part, but it never quit going, and it always kept my interest, and it it was always moving forward, and I just I really appreciated that about this movie. There was never really any slow parts for you to really take much of a rest. You were kind of stressed the whole time watching it for mm-hmm. these people. All right, bucket of chicken, Boyce man, Boyce trooper through this shit. He three months of training, if that. Wasn't a soldier. They always picked on him. Couldn't kill a mouse. He started transforming. This movie was also about that. He went from innocent, bullied soldier guy to hardened, I can like do a mission on my own kind of character. Like when his friend turned and they had shot him a bunch and he they thought he died. And then he stood back up or sat back up. He fucking hit him in the back of the head with his uh, gun and then just hit the guy in the head until his gun was hitting floorboards. And it was like, oh, like, (laughs) yeah, that guy can't kill a mouse? Yeah, fucking right. He's just one of those people that when he is plunged into the shit, he can flourish. Yeah, and he he had more morals than their corporal. Their corporal was like, we're here for the mission, and that's it. The little boy got kidnapped. Why? Why do we care? Like, it's sad. But we have to do the mission. Like, if we don't, it's way worse. But Boyce was like, we can do both at once. You know, like, we we have to get him. I'm going to say no to you straight to your face when you gave me orders because I care about this kid so much. Like, he was very admirable. But you know what? You need leaders like that that can make the hard decisions. Or else nothing is going to get done correctly. If that antenna wouldn't have come down then that invasion uh, yeah. could have stalled and could have cost the lives of thousands of Allied soldiers. So, yeah, Boyce, very deserving. I'm going to give mine to the corporal because he, he... was fucking awesome. He was a badass soldier and a great leader in exactly what they needed. He was just... He was an awesome character, too. I just, I just really, really liked him. I liked everyone. Yeah. All right, score time. I don't know. I, I don't have a certain score ready for this one. Usually I feel like I'm decently fast. I don't know. <sighs> like part of me wants to like drop a 100, but at the same time, it's like, I don't really know that I'm feeling that. I'll go like 98. Okay. This movie was really good. I, I can't tell you a reason for not giving a 100. I just not feeling it. Maybe at a later date I'll feel it, <laughs> but not right now. It was damn near uh, 100 though. Yeah, I'm 96. This was a good movie. It was a fun ride. It was a good movie through and through. From beginning to end. Yeah. 
All right, you got anything else? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 166 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. Uh, we suggest you go to our website, too. Check that out. You can actually listen to episodes on there. Uh, we have a couple links. One goes to our merch store. One goes to Ask Jack if you'd like to submit a question for Ask Jack. Uh, we do have some more that we're going to get to. So if you sent one in and we haven't done it yet, uh, be patient. Uh, and there's also a link if you want to look up all the movies that we've mugged in alphabetical order to see if we have done your favorite one rather than having to just scroll through all the episodes on Spotify or iTunes. Just go straight to our website and check it out there. Um, do us a favor. If you dig movie mugging, chances are you have a friend who digs movie mugging as well, or maybe that fun uncle or that cousin that you haven't talked to in a <laughs> long, long time. Reach out to them. Maybe an old friend. Right? Maybe you have an old army buddy that you drop behind enemy lines with at one point, and you can tell them, hey, I suggest you listen to the uh, episode number 166, Overlord. It will remind you of the times we spent behind enemy lines together. In World War II. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. So, seriously, if, if you enjoy us, don't keep us to yourself. Spread the word. Let sharing people know. Sharing is caring. Absolutely. In some situations. This situation it is. When is it not? Well, keep your damn money. Keep that shit to yourself. No, share your money with me. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, unless it's related to us. Yeah, sharing then your money is caring with us. Yeah. But the way you could share your money with us right now is to, to go buy a, uh, is to go to our merch store and, and check out all the cool stuff we have on there. Maybe get yourself a coffee mug or a Boner Jams tank top to wear on the beach. Yes. Like Eric did. I still want to hear about it, Eric. I still want to hear if uh, mothers covered their little, their little one's eyes as you walked by. And hopefully it's because you were wearing the shirt. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks again for listening, and you have yourself a movie mugging day. See ya. I've had my face farted on both by men and women. <laughs>